What's up? What's up, everyone? <coughs> it's up? Hugo here. And Hugo's dad, I guess. Mr. Right? Javier Tello Sr. He is a... Uh, welcome to... Uh, He's what? Finish it up. <laughs> He's, tell, he, him, tell him how good I am. He is the person that made me. So everybody, let's give him <laughs> a pl- uh, an applause. Thank you. Hopefully you Thank heard you. that. I don't know. I did a good job. I know I did a good job because my kids are beautiful. They are. They are very, very yeah. beautiful. I have good genes. That, so, that I know. So <coughs> we have dad here today on the podcast. Um, I got to fix my mic here. This is the, we still haven't replaced a bootleg ass mic that we, that we've had. So uh, today we have dad on the podcast. Thank you very much for coming and making time. Oh, my pleasure, man. It's always, it's always good to spend time with the people you love. So, and, but this fucking microphone is getting me, making me dizzy every time I look at it. It's so freaking close that I think I'm going to swallow this shit. But anyways, it's, no, it's good to be here, man. <coughs> I know I know that when you told me you wanted to do this and uh, and I, you know, I, I support you in everything you do. And uh, I know that it's the beginning, but like everything, you have to go through up peaks and valleys. And I know when you're in that peak, because a lot of people listen to this podcast. Yeah. And... Um, People will be lining up trying to come to you, and I'm glad I'm one of the first one. I'm the first one, I guess. You are because the very I'm the first, first guest. One. Shit, put it in the fucking books. I'm yeah. the fucking first one, like in, in everything. I'm the fucking first. That's right. You heard <coughs> yep. it first, guys. That's so right. That's right. So, so Dad, so yeah. I wanted to have you here today because I think you are one of the. And today's obviously everyone. Today's um, podcast is going to be a little bit different. <coughs> obviously, my dad. I feel like he's a really good uh, motivational coach speaker whatever that is he just he's super black and white so he'll call it how it is very similar to to how i am and i kind of wanted to touch base kind of uh, i i I mentioned on the second podcast which you told me a little bit ago before we started that you haven't heard it yet so i haven't i I will i will full disclaimer you're gonna look at us a little bit different i'm very sorry i already do (laughs) <laughs> I see but you and I'm like the fuck is wrong with these people. But anyway, I love you anyways. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I wanted to have you here because I one I I wanted to see if if maybe we can do something different. Like maybe tell me a little bit about about well not me. Tell the audience and then at the same time maybe maybe me. I'll learn a little bit more. But like who you are and how you became who you are. Like you know what what you what you went through. You were born in in Mexico and. You're a little bit of your family, you know, I know, hey, by the way, he's got to leave uh, pretty much, we have about 45 minutes to, f- to film this, so. Um, uh, let's say about an hour. About an hour, about so an hour. I want him to. And, you know, every morning is, is, is new money, new money. That's right. For me, looking for new money. But oh, anyways, and by ahead. the way, we are the worst combo because we both have ADD and ADHD, so we're going <coughs> to fucking probably talk about cats, and then we're going to talk about boats. That's just an example. I mean, that's just. <laughs> I don't, I don't want a fucking boat. <laughs> we we got to burn the boat for all, yeah, all of you guys right. that know that. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, so tell me a little bit about, uh, tell everybody a little <coughs> bit about you and, you know, what yeah. how what made you be here in this seat and brought you to where we're at? Well, you know, uh, one of the things that, that out there, people think that they know me. You know, a lot of people think that they know me and they, a lot of people, I know I got, I, I, you know, some of the videos that I do in my car, mm-hmm. I say something that is true because I know there's a fucking haters out there. We all have, you them. know, if you don't have haters, then life is not perfect. 
Now, I'm not saying my life is perfect. I love my haters. <clears throat> but I love my haters, too. Because I know they fucking listen every time. Fuck you, bitches. Uh, <clears throat> but um, you gotta, you, you know, all of us have a story. Mm-hmm. And like mine, my story might be similar to yours. And one of our meetings, uh, one of our meetings, you know, um, I think you were there in one of my meetings. Because I know you missed one or two. But um, I, 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 I asked that question when I said, do you know who you are? Who you really are, you know what are what you capable of, you know. And most of you, most people don't think that they know who they are, because they're being brainwashed by everything. They're comfortable where they are. They have a, you know, they they think they're okay. But you know, a lot of us they don't. We, we haven't even reached forty percent of what we're capable of doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and you ask me about you know to tell you to tell everyone <coughs> my story just a little bit, but. You know, I, I had a great childhood. Great childhood. I have to, I have to admit. You know, we lacked a lot of things growing mm-hmm. up. But I had a great mother, that uh, she was an angel in on, on earth, and right now she's my guardian angel. Mm-hmm. She was just a phenomenal mother that that always um, instigated love, instigated that uh, she cared for a lot of people. Yeah, you know, and uh, by the way, on April 14, I'll be sharing a lot of my story and uh, um, with a, a panel here in the Katy area that I would like to invite you more details to follow. But my mother instigated me how I needed to take care of people, care for people, right? You know, and just a brief story. You know, I'm the youngest of six, as you know, mm-hmm. and uh, by the time I was um, early teens, my uh, it was only my dad, my mom, and I at home. And uh, my mom used to cook for 12 people. And I just didn't understand. I said, Mom, why are you cooking for uh, that much food? It's only three of us. Yeah. But then around 3, 34 o'clock, you know, because we used to live just about a block away from the railroad station where I still remember these homeless guys. One, we used to call him El Sorrillo because he's tongue like shit. <laughs> we call him the, the skunk. The That's skunk. what El Sorrillo means. And then the vampire, that was another one because he had only like... Yeah, the, the two canine things, and the and, two and everything else was missing. The fucking he looked like a fucking vampire. <laughs> <coughs> and uh, and all, yeah, there were about five, six of them, and each one of them have like three fucking dogs, which I love dogs, but um, they all always <coughs> line up in front of a house, and my mom used to feed him. Okay, whatever we ate for lunch, she used to give him with a bunch of tortillas, and they knew every day that she, they were gonna be fed by my mom. That's super awesome. And I just couldn't understand that at the beginning because you're young. You're yeah. just like, what the fuck are you doing? You know? Yeah, you don't know course, course, I didn't say that to my mom, but but it was like, <laughs> motherfuckers. You know, they're eating our food. But, you know, those are the things that she instigated on me. And, uh, and of course, you know, you don't think about this. And I didn't go out there and say, hey, let me feed the world. Now, you know, because, one, I was broke. I didn't have the means. But during that time, <coughs> I had... An, uh, 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 situation where i was going to the ghetto schools and then in fourth grade i was transferred to a better school mm-hmm. system a better a better side of the city for better schools where i met amazing people not only amazing people because they you know in, in our house we didn't have uh, um, a ac during the summer i took a freaking shower and as soon as i cut the water off i was fucking sweating again it was like fucking horrible. That's Mexico you know? for you guys. Uh, yeah. And then and then, you know, then 
you know, you within winter, I used to boil water, you know, I don't know, a gallon of water, mix it with cold water, and man, I had to take the fucking shower like in five minutes. You got a little cup, and motherfucker, you're freaking freezing your ass off, right? But then when I moved, you know, I was used to that kind of, you right. know, and I was happy. As I said, I'm not complaining. I'm just describing what I lived. But then I moved to the best side of the city, went to school to the best side of the city, right? And I met kids, and I'm not going to mention their names, but I uh, met guys that their house were in a five, six acre compound. They have tennis courts. They have uh, uh <coughs> pool, basketball courts. They have a little soccer thing. And for pets, they have two Dobermans, I remember, Shit. and two Border Collies. Were they nar- narcos? No, actually, they uh, one of them, this one in particular, they own the newspapers. Both in the Mexican side in in Brownsville. Wow! But uh, you know they had you know for pets they had peacocks. What? Who fucking Who the fuck has a peacock? People with a fucking <laughs> a lot of money. That's what they. <coughs> but anyways, so I was I was I was putting at this this environment where it was 180 degrees for where I lived, and I loved when I made friends with them. Let me tell you how I made friends with them, and this is a fact. This is true. The very first day when I went into that school, my older sister said, don't you fucking get in a fight. Because I was, I, I, I love to get into fucking fights. <laughs> I just, if you look, if you just look at me with the, you know, with the evil light, I didn't say anything. I just beat, you. beat the shit out of you. So yeah. <clears throat> first day of school, and this is a fact, because nobody knew who I was, you know, and I was the chubby kid, you know, the little beaner. You know, everybody was was you know, all that shit. There was this guy, I still remember his name, Ramon. I can't remember his fucking last name, but his name, Ramon. Yeah. And I didn't know that, but he was the bully of the school. Mm, he was the bully that. of the school, and I was the new kid. Now, think about this. These guys, when they got in a fight, they got in a fight with themselves. Because they lived in a rich neighborhood where I don't think they ever pick up fights. When I got in fights in where I grew up, we fucking were fighting with the guys three blocks down, and <laughs> we... we Freaking broke noses and all that shit. Hell so yeah. this kid comes and push me. And I remember my sister would say that, don't you fucking get in a fight on the first day. She didn't say the second day. But I said, <laughs> okay. So I, I, I just didn't say anything. I remember telling that guy, Ramon, I'm going to look for you at the end of school. Because my sister said, don't pick up a fight at school. Let me rephrase that. So at the end of the school, I'm waiting for that motherfucker. And he comes to me. He thinks he's going to kick my ass. He came over there. He was going to push me again, and only one punch. That's all he took, and he started Nothing crying like out. a fucking baby. <gasps> but that's what made me met those kids that he was bullying. Okay. Those, those were the kids that they said, oh, fuck. There's a, this, this, this kid is beat the shit, beat the shit out of this guy. That, so I mean, they, made, they came with me because they, they said, hey, that motherfucker's not going to fuck with us anymore. Long story short... I spend in, now I came from, I described my, right. how we used to live, I, you know, our house, we didn't have anything fancy, but then I'm spending the weekend at these houses that have fucking 8,000 square feet homes, I don't know, big homes, I have everything. So that's when I said, hey, shit, there's more of what I know. Out there. You know, out there. I said, yeah. shit, I didn't know that world existed. So, you know, I knew that I needed something like that, but I didn't have the means. Now I'm gonna forward some years, right? Whenever, 
you know, you you know that hey, you 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 just have to go out there and face the world reality. You face the world because you just you don't have the means to to live the way they live. Right. But one incident where this is only a few people know about this, and I will give more details later whenever I get to share my story. Yeah. But the very first time that I had my own business, I was smuggling secondhand clothes from Brownsville to Mexico. Shit, got saucy. That's that's what it, it, it honestly, this that's that's, that's what I did. That's what I did. But shit, I was making a lot of money on a weekly basis. I mean, shit, when oh. I when everybody was was struggling to make, you know, two hundred two hundred two two fifty every two weeks because that's how much they got paid right there. <coughs> I was making thousands. Shit. A day. Wow. Every that's cool. day. I was Holy making moly. thousands. And that's when I said, shit. Why would I work for somebody? Why? Why would I work for somebody if I can keep doing this? And of course, you know, I remember one incident. I was going, and let me explain what I was smuggling. I was smuggling arms or any shit like that. People from Mexico, they came to Brownsville to buy secondhand clothes, and then they resell that clothes on the flea markets on the weekends. So they came on Monday through Thursday, Monday through Wednesday, and my job was to intercept them. We made, you know, uh, 200 pound belts of secondhand clothes. I transported them to the Mexican side and I was getting paid $200 per belt. Shit. And I was crossing, I don't know. Wait, so he <coughs> was the original Mexican Goodwill. Yes. <laughs> I, I, was, I was supplying all the Woodwill stores in That's Mexico right. for any of So anyways, um, long story short, you know, that, that I knew that I needed to work. I said, hey, if I need to make money, I, I need to have my own business. But then the Mexican government, don't ask me about which president was it. Mexican government changed the way, you know, the customs operated, okay. and then our business just disappeared. Business disappear, and then then I found myself here in Houston. Okay, you know, and and again, you know, uh, um, I thought it was everything was great. One of the things that I that I I came and I I'm what, a hard worker. Well, what made <coughs> you choose Houston, though? I, I am curious. I had family here. Okay, yeah, <coughs> had family here, and uh, you know, I came and uh, and I I I tell you, not I, I don't want to praise myself, but I work. I don't pretend to work. I go and do my shit, okay. and I you know I can validate <coughs> for that. I did, I was a busboy, I was a waiter, ballet parker, I did everything. I mean, I did everything that I needed to do in order for me to survive. But, I did, but, I, but as I said, I knew that I needed to have my own business, but I forgot about that during that time in the 90s. <coughs> and I, it, was, it was a rough time. It was a rough time because after that, you know, uh, um, you know I'm not going to get into details and everything, but I became a single dad with him. With you, right? And um, it was a rough, rough time because I wait. I, the story <coughs> didn't deliver me to you. No, I'll tell you that because I, I just, I just spread a little bit there. But <laughs> anyways, um, that's a different story. That's a, that's for an ex 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 censor story. That's but anyways, point. you know, it, so it it was very hard. What people don't know is that I you you might remember, you know, I used I had an apartment at one point, but then at one point. I'm literally homeless. Yeah. Literally yeah, homeless I because that. I still remember. And I will mention his name because he, uh, Jose Palomares, he used to work at uh, at the club and he was the salad guy. And I remember we became friends with him. We used to go and have some drinks and whatever. 
And he usually work at night and all weekends. And uh, he 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 knew that I was struggling, and he said, "Hey, man, you can come stay with me." Wow, that's, <coughs> and, that's um, very nice of him. And uh, you know, he knew I was struggling. I have no money. And uh, long story short, you used to come and on the weekends and was that the apartment where there was the the two twin beds? Um, or was that someone else? The two twin bed? No, that was on Hayes Road. No. Uh, shed, yes, that's right. Yeah, on Hayes yeah. Road, that's right. Yeah. And uh, uh, on the weekends, you know, used to buy a loaf of bread, you know, ham and mayo. And remember when we kind of, uh, uh, we bought for, to accompany that? Uh, Cheetos. Cheetos. Remember? Well, bag yeah. of Cheetos. We have like bags of Cheetos and freaking uh, fingers were orange and you just licked right. the shit out of it. But anyways, <laughs> but that w- that's what we ate. Yeah. You remember that? That's I what we I ate. Do. Do. And then Clearly. our treat. What was our treat? Uh, Jack in the Box tacos. Jack in the Box tacos. Yeah. You know, it was one of those. Hey, that them bitches <coughs> go hard though. I ain't gonna yeah, lie. fucking, I can I can steal those son of bitches, but they, they blow me like crazy, and then I'm farting like you, you don't want to you don't want to know that. But anyways, um, but you know, it was it was it was a hard time. Yeah. You know, and even when I you know I knew I needed to do something different, and I when I jump into real estate. Well, here, <coughs> I'm sorry to cut you off, but yeah. at what point or what made you be like, hey, shit? Well, <coughs> I want to be a realtor. Well, you know, and that's the one thing, and you know, we were having a conversation earlier where, you know, um, all of us in this business, real estate business, we're here because we fucking fell somewhere else. And that's a fact. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was, you know, I was telling you and Karen earlier how I haven't met anybody who said, hey, since I was a baby, I wanted to sell homes. Fuck you, bitch. That's not true. You either fell where you came or whatever happened, but you fell. And that's, and, and, and everybody thinks that our life is so glamorous. Oh, look at Javier. He's driving a fucking brand new car every three years or whatever it is. And he goes here. He goes there. Oh, I want to be like him. And, uh, and I'm just saying me, but, you know, uh, no, you I see that on real estate agents. I see it too, though. Right. I mean, <coughs> I see a, a lot of our, your, I'm so you, you see a lot of your friends. I see a lot of my friends thinking, oh, well, and I personally feel like, oh, if that, el pendejo de, de Javier, well, most people call me Hugo. If the dumbass of Hugo can make it. Oh, then I can make it. Like, bitch, right. like, <clears throat> this business is not for everybody. Oh, no, exactly. You know, and, and, and when I, you know, I, again, you know, I I was in a situation where I needed to do something. And actually, it was, it was Chris, the one that wanted to get her real estate license. Oh, okay. You know, she's the one who started it. I, I, I was still working, and we were struggling, both of us. And, uh, and then I. Chris I, is his wife, <clears throat> by the way. And then I got, you know, lost my job. Oh, and I lost okay. my job, and I said, what the fuck? Christmas time, and I said, what the fuck? So Chris said, hey, why don't you try it? Why don't you go for a real estate? And I said, you know what? Let's do it. And I jumped into it. Because wow. I, knew, I knew I needed to do better, but I didn't know what it was. You know, right. I said, I mean, well, well, let me try it. And um, we used to live at the real estate school, and it was just on my, you know, it was easy for me to take the classes. And uh, anyways, got my license. Pass it on the first fucking time. No, like a lot of people that were like six, seven fucking times. No, sorry. But yes, I did pass on the first Third time. Try. <coughs> so got my license, but still, you know, uh, this is where, where a lot of agents, real estate agents think just because they became, they already have their license that life is going to be bright and, and well. Now, I tell you, no. I was blaming everything and everyone about my fuck ups. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a fact. You know, and um, and I made money the first few few months and years in real estate, but I was broke, just like that. And uh, 
And then Chris was waiting, inspecting Jason. Mm-hmm. And during her pregnancy, when she took her leave of absence, she was terminated. I remember that. And now it's like, we have no fucking check. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> we have no fucking check. And he's like, holy shit. And uh, my business was not picking up. My, um, I just didn't know what to do. And, you know, when we get into that state where you don't know what to do, when it, what am I going to do? I mean, th- you know, we have bills to pay. We, had a, we have our house. We have a lot of bills to pay, you know. And every time I got a check, I, I got my check, spent the check, and it was still a little month at the end of my check. You know what I mean? So I, we, didn't, we were not making enough. Right. So I started selling my collection of CDs, stuff, selling stuff. And uh, I went back to wait tables. I went to Chewy's. I went to wait tables at Chewy's. I love Chewy's. <coughs> Fuck yeah. I love their freaking... <laughs> uh, their salsa, uh, no? Their, their, their... What is it called? The creamy, th- creamy jalapeno. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I'm going to go get me a freaking... Oh, that sounds, for this weekend. That sounds so good right now. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> Sorry. you know, I did what I had to. But at the same, you know, I, I had to emphasize on this. I kept blaming everything and everyone about my own fuck-ups. Right. And until I met this lady that told me exactly what I was doing wrong. I wanted to slap her because I, I was about to have lunch and she just sat in front of me and uh, because the client didn't show up. And she knew. Because I have some old Matrix MLS cheats from over 20 years ago. And she recognized those. And she said, hey, let me guess. Your client didn't show up. And wow. I wanted to say, fuck you, bitch. But, but, no, she, <laughs> but, she, but I didn't because, you know, I'm, I'm freaking waiting. And, but then she sat and said, hey, she told me a lot of things that resonated. I was pissed. I was mad because she was telling me this because I was always right. You know, and, and that's something that I see with a lot of real estate agents. They they think because they're closing 10, 12 years a year, they're doing phenomenal, but they are not reaching their full potential. Right. It's like I said earlier, a lot of us live comfortable and we stay in state and we are comfortable, but they're not reaching their full potential. Agreed. So she changed my mind. My My mindset started changing. I started seeing things differently and you know this is what i told you one in one of our meetings the when you change the way you look at things the things you look at will change yep you know and that's just just simple things like that when you start thinking you're change, changing the way you think life started changing for me you know i went from Staying home all day, waiting for uh, the client to call me. But uh, what? What fucking client? I wasn't doing anything, you know. And that's what I'm trying to teach you guys. You know, and uh, our new agents and our team. You know, this is what you gotta to be doing. Something, something that will attract the business. Right. You know. Long story short, I don't want to bore anything. You know. But you know, just to answer your question, what got me where I am right now is that I was somebody was able to coach me and to change the way I was thinking. When, you know, I remember when I, I had, oh, I have six closings in a year. And I was so fucking happy because I, w- I had six closings. That means like every two months. Well, by the time I got the check, the check was gone in, in two weeks. Right. And I was still waiting tables. I was still trying to get money from somewhere else. But then I remember, oh, I closed 10 deals a year. And, oh, man, I was, I was awesome because now I had a little bit. We could cover our expenses. But 
it was still, we were still struggling. You know, we went down to one car. We went down to one car and it was, it was hard. It was hard. But once I started seeing things differently, then I started closing more often. God dang, you hear my stomach? That was I'm, my stomach I'm growling. I'm fucking starving. Son of a bitch. I'm <coughs> hungry. I hope no. you guys didn't hear it. But anyways, you know, then I went from, from you know. Some pedo. Some pinch of pedo. Pedito. No, I no. mean, that, that will sound different. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, it, it was all about changing your mindset. Your mindset. And that's, and that's important. And, and what you're saying now brings me back to what you said yesterday in the meeting that when the student, uh, wh- what was it? When the student, I was said, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And that's exactly, and that's, and that's exactly. a perfect example you of know, what happened. I knew I was ready for a change. And that lady sat in front of my table. And that's a fact. That's how it is. I didn't come up with that shit. I read it and I said, I'm, I'm, I will keep it well, and you, make it my own. Yeah, but you've also lived <clears> it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, and for all of you guys, you real estate agents, that you think you're doing awesome because you close 10 deals, um, 12 deals a year. Shots and fired. then and then you go out there flaunting everyone. I'm a realtor and I'm a big shot and I'm a that and I'm a whatever, whatever it is. You know, if you're closing, if you are closing 10, 12 deals a year, you need to fucking do something else. You got to do something else because I was in that position where you are. I thought 12, 12 closings a week, it was all great, and that was comfortable. No, you have more potential than that. You know, I closed 2020 during the pandemic, 138 deals during the pandemic. That, you know? that, by the <coughs> way, that, that's, a hell, that's yeah. a hell of an accomplishment. And, and, and now, even on my, on my real estate <coughs> career, which is now over 20 years, you know, I, you know, by the way, I'm going to pause them for a second. I met Josh Altman, oh, yeah. you know, in 2019. Uh, we, we both <coughs> did. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. But I, I'll just real quick. <coughs> I took, I have a picture with him and I'll probably post it, but oh my God, I was, so, I'm still so embarrassed to, to post that picture. I had a, co- I looked like Slim Shady. I, my whole hair was bleached Slim, Slim and I had the ugly ass shirt on. I don't know. Karen, Karen's back here. I don't know how the fuck you let me wear that shirt to meet Josh Altman guys. <laughs> Anyways, you were saying, go ahead. You know, so I remember <coughs> sending him a message, right, you know, before the meeting, and he did respond. And I told him, I don't like you, dude, because you, you're freaking arrogant in the show. But you, I tell you. You messaged Josh Altman? I did. And we 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 ex- have communication. That's and ballsy. Well, well, you know, because fucking tell the truth. But anyways, I got to meet him, right? Uh-huh. And he shared his story. Which was a great story. It was a great story. Yeah. It was a great story. So that changed my mind about him. You know, and, and again, you know, he's, this guy, they close what? Over a billion dollars in a year, which is awesome. That's awesome. You know, that, that's, that's awesome. I might respect to him and his brother and his wife because they're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in, after 20 years, I already crossed that billion dollar in sales. For him, it took him a year. For me, it took me 20 fucking years. But, but you know, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of vegans. No, I'm serious. Because no, there's going right. to be a lot of vegans that they're going to be doing this business for 10 years, 15 years, and they will only close 10 deals a month. I mean, 10 deals a year for a total of $2 million. I'm closing that in March. <clears throat> yeah. For, you know, just $2 million. And then they, after 10 years, they close $20 million. 
You know, it's like, that's, that's nothing. There's plenty of people here in Houston for everyone to close there is. and close and close and close. But most of them, most of you guys, real estate agents, are comfortable closing few and telling everyone that you're a badass real estate agent with you. You're nothing. You know, you need to talk to yourself and say, hey, can I bring my game to the next level? And when you talk to that person in the mirror, it's my phone. Yeah. My phone never stops. He's, he's vibrating. Yeah. His phone's always like that. So I want to show this. See? It's a freaking cool case. And I can only have it. Not you. But anyways, I'm showing off. <laughs> <coughs> anyways. It's an know, Android deal. That's yeah. the only bad thing. Ah, whatever. Um, but anyways, you know, I, 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 I'm here now where, where you know, I, I, I still wake up hungry. Like I always said, I go out there and meet people. I go out there and try to get the business going. And I know that last year, we, I still closed over 100 transactions. I know this year we're going to close over 100 transactions. And I'm, you know, my day starts early in the morning. And by 3.30, I'm done. Unless I have a listing appointment. You know, yes, that, I, that I'm taking it easy. I'm still taking it easy, closing over 100 transactions a year. I'm okay with that. And the way I look at it, too, though, <coughs> is like, even if you took it easy, you've paid your dues. You've you you've you have a system in place that that you handle and you do. And like, I see a lot of new agents where, and and, and I was I'm guilty of it. Uh, you know, my, my wa- Karen's watching here, but and you know, you know I I got licensed back in 2011, right. something like that. You know, and the first few years, you know, I thought Daddy was gonna feed me. I thought that. Sorry, <laughs> I, I thought you know I thought my dad was gonna help me, which he did. He didn't he didn't allow us to go. How can I say like you were there for me when 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 I needed it, right? But for the most part, like it was tough love, right? And I failed on my ass. And one thing that me and Karen were really talking about is like, and I would stay home. I would stay home thinking the business was was gonna come to me, right? I remember that. And, and I, of course, at that time we had we we had our, our uh, Javier and Kara. You know, our, our, you know, our, uh, I guess our oldest and our middle children. Um, and yeah, I mean, we couldn't afford anything. And, but you know, I, it brings me back to like, you can do so much more. Don't, when we see or hear or already know some of, not saying our agents, but in general, certain people right. there, I'm like, dude, you can do so much more with that potential where it's like, <sighs> where it's like, if you just do this much more, and you put yourself out there, like you can definitely go. How can I, I yeah, say it? Like, no, I, I uh, maybe yes. For instance, and I'm sorry, cut you off, yeah. but but I think this is the number one problem that I see with a lot of agents. You know, they think that they coming into real estate is like going to Vegas. You know, and I, and and they just gonna win everything at one day. I always say that you know we live in a society now that everything is is with the reach of a button. We are in Cyberland, and we can get everything we want. Right. You know, like, I, I got up, you know, I finished reading all my books, and I find out that I didn't have them, and I said, shit, I ordered, what was it, Monday? What's today? Wednesday? Monday, I ordered books, and I said, shit, I want it tomorrow. And, yeah, I got my books yesterday. So, I'm gonna, you know, I have something else to read. But, you know, that, but that's the mentality that most real estate agents have now because they, they think that success is going to come through Amazon or through any other way that you can get it, you know, it right away. Easy. And, and it's not, li- it's not like that. I mean, uh, um, you, you have to think in a way where um, 
you have to put the effort. You know, most of, like in the meeting I said yesterday, you know, most people see um, uh, struggles and defeats as enemies when, no, those are your best friends. Yeah, they are. We learn more from our winning, from our mistakes or from our defeats than we learn from our winnings. 100%. Because if you keep winning every day, you know, by doing the uh, something something wrong, then, you know, yeah, it's your lucky. Yep. It's like analogy that I said at the meeting. I don't know if you, you made, made this meeting or not, but, you know, I said, you know, uh, there's a lot of real estate agents that are, are at the right place at the right time. And I call that, they're getting puppy crumbs. Puppy crumbs seems, you know, like my dogs, for instance, uh, we're eating, and if we drop something, boom, they go in and eat it. Whatever the fuck that is. Right. You know, because they don't give a shit. They just, they just pick whatever that is, right? So that's what I call puppy crumbs. There's a lot of real estate agents living out of puppy crumbs because they happen to be at the right place at the right time. Right. But right. they will never eat my children's food. Ooh. What does that mean? You know, as long as you keep doing what you're doing, closing 10, 12 transactions a year, is because you're at the right place at the right time. You will never be able to sit down in the table and eat the, the actual food. Like my, my dogs. I will never get my dog and talk, come on, eat with us, right? No. I feed them separately, but you, you see the analogy? I just they always it get the scraps. <clears throat> they always get the scraps. And that's how it's going to be because if all of us who are willing to do the things that others are not willing to do, we're going to get the things that they will never get. Correct. And that's a fact. And that's I a agree fact. With that. Now, um, people will say, well, that's easy for you to say because you've been doing it for 20 years or whatever it is. Well, remember, I didn't used to do that. I, I was the one picking up the puppy crumbs. And I did this for a long time because I thought we're doing the right, the, the right thing. The right thing, yeah. You know, uh, remember the story that I shared? Was it yesterday or some one of the meetings that you I shared? Many <coughs> well, you know, the story about these two guys who went on, on a 5K running, okay. right? Yeah, right, right, right. And you know how at the end they have, like, uh, vendors give you food and coffee and all that shit, right? At the end of the race, these two guys, one, they, they saw the bagel line, and one of them said, hey, man, let's go get a bagel. The other one said, oh, shit, no, I don't want it. The line is too long. Okay. The other guy said, hey, it's a bagel. It's a free bagel. <coughs> oh, no, I don't want I, mean, I, I don't want that bagel because the freaking line is, is, is too long. I have to wait for a long time. I said, dude, it's a fucking free bagel. No, I don't want it. It's, I, I don't want to wait that long. And that's when you realize, you know, people see life different ways. There's some of us who see what we want. I want the fucking bagel. I don't care if I have to wait 20 minutes to get my bagel. I want the fucking bagel. I will, ha I will get the bagel. But then you'll see that people, that uh, they only see their obstacles. Oh, no, I, want, I really want the bagel, but the line is too long. I don't want to wait. I don't want to. And then walk away from the problem. Oh, no, well, not the problem, from the goal. From the goal. From the goal. And, and that's how I see a lot of, not, not just in real estate, in, in life, I see a lot of people just, they know what they want, but they're not fucking willing to work. They're not willing to stay in line for 20 minutes and get a fucking free bagel. That's how life is. Or, or, I, or I, I also feel like sometimes people are just, are, sorry, the dogs. Um, I'm also, I, I think some people are just scared to even take that leap of faith or just to even. Well, they're comfortable. Yeah. You know, I, I, they're comfortable. Why? Because one, you know, in, in, in our last month, I've been talking and training about, you know, how you got to have certain things to become successful. One of them, you have to know your you know, you have to have skill. Mm -hmm. 
I said yesterday, you know, you know, a, a difference between a heart surgeon and a general practitioner doctor is that the heart surgeon has a skill. Therefore, it's going to make more fucking money than the other doctor, right. right? Although the other doctor will make a living, but they will never make what this guy makes, right? You got to have a skill. You got to have knowledge. Correct. You know, in, in our industry, you got to know your business. Why would I buy a house from you and from you when you both give me the same, same answer? Well, I, I will go with the one that gives me value, you know? Right. So you got to have knowledge. You got to have the hunger, the drive to, hey, like I did when, when, you know, I was broke. And I said, shit, I, I better step it up or I'm going to be living the same way, right? And then most, most important, if you have those three or you master one of those three, it'll give you confidence. You know, like I always say, confidence is when you walk into a crowded room and everybody wants to talk to you. And so far, I'm lucky that everywhere I go, there's always people who want to talk to me. Not because I'm freaking... You know, Brad Pitt, you know, my whatever. No, it's because they find something that is hard to describe. I give him value. I give, you know, I, I try to have a conversation with him. And if I can give him something value this small, if, if it resonates with them, then, you know, I'm okay with that. But, but, but I most I of like us, they, they're, we don't want to learn. That we think we know everything because... You, you know, your broker or whoever, your team leader tells you stuff about real estate and that's all you do. You only assimilate what they tell you at that moment. They don't have a skill. And if they have a skill, they don't even know what the skill is. That's why I said at the beginning, you know, do you know who you are? Do you know what you're capable of? Most people don't. They live in a, they go like through life like zombies, you know, doing the same thing over and over and over and over, and they will never realize that they're wrong. You know, when you woke up in the morning, you always woke up from the same side of the bed, right? All the time. All the time. The first thing you do, you have, a, you, you, you always do the same thing on a daily basis. I know that I get up, and the first thing I got to do is go pee. Yeah? Shit, you know, I don't care. My dog can be in front of me. Get the fuck out of the way. I just need to pee, <laughs> right? I'll <coughs> but, be there one day. But we all, all of us do those <coughs> things on a daily basis that you don't even think about it. It's natural. So my job for with you guys, like I did with you, don't say that word. Don't think that way. For my job is with all our agents is to, and in that routine that you have on a daily basis, cut a little time of it and insert something that will bring you to the next level Oof. you know and, and 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 you don't have to change your life you just have to add something the secret of success what is it very simple adopt adopt a habit or a discipline practices for a day for a week for a month for a year for the next five ten years and you'll be successful I love that. The, the the recipe for failure. Keep doing the same shit you're Keep doing. Keep doing the same shit you're doing. That's where. Yeah, but anyways, hopefully, I didn't want to bore you know bore you with all you know all that stuff. But you know, but no, this. I, and I think it's great <coughs> information. And obviously, I, I've been a little quiet. Normally, I'm not. But I respect my dad a lot. And I'm a, why not? He's my dad, right? But I feel like the information that you provide earlier, my ADD kicked in and I saw Karen and I forgot what I was talking about, but <laughs> that's just how I am. Sorry. Still showing the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but re realistically, like my dad, I, I, to me, like he's got a lot of good fucking info, bro. Like, 
you know, one thing that you brought up yesterday, you need to have, what, what was it like? Uh, you need to have hunger, you need to have skill, you need to have confidence and, and, knowledge. and knowledge. Yeah. And me and Karen were talking after that, and, and it, it just it kind of plays out in our head. And I'm like, oh, damn, my stomach's growling too. Um, you know, it's just my first round of going back to, to, to me, right? It's not about me, but going back to my first round of being an, a realtor in this, in, in this industry that I, just, I had everything except one thing. Knowledge. No. Well, knowledge, you know, I had you. I, you know, I, I was learning. But for me, the biggest thing I didn't have was hunger. Yeah, that's true. And and that's essential. That within that's mm-hmm. what I said. You know, you can have everything, but these those four components are very critical. And 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 again, I'm not I, I I I will not I will never say anything about any any brokerage. What the fuck just happened here? Sorry. <coughs> I need to switch legs because my freaking knees yeah. is, is, is <laughs> Don't laugh at me, but that's true. I don't want y'all to you see know, my underwear no, and shit like uh, this. Uh, long because I was showing everywhere but okay. um you know I respect every brokerage out there you know I was at Raymax for a very long time Keller Williams you name it every all of them are great but all of them the way they teach their agents is the wrong way you know they teach them about contracts they teach them about listing agreements CMAs all that shit oh you ask any other agent they know about contracts. They know about have a listing presentation. They have listing presentations this fucking thick, but they don't have a fucking client. No, all so the pamphlets and everything. To yeah, go with. well, 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 we won't do you any good to learn all this shit if you don't have a client. And that's one one of the things that I'm trying to change. You know, I what did I tell my agent? Our agent. I they're not my agents. Our agents in our team. Look, when they call. Like, I'm not going to mention names, but they call, hey, I got to present an offer. They don't know how to prepare the offer. And that's fine because I'm teaching them how to get a fucking client. Correct. And when after a month on the business, they have, hey, man, I need to, pre- I need to place an offer. That's what I want. Yeah. You're going to learn the technicalities as, as long as you go. Yeah. But you got to learn how to fish. If yeah. I give you a fish, you eat for the day. Oof. You're right. But if I teach you how to fish, you're going to for the lifetime come on so that's 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 how it is but anyways it, it is it is very very important for you to realize that you knew that you didn't have hunger but you didn't know that until so we, I, we pushed you and we, and we almost lost it all we pushed you to that <laughs> limit we put you yeah, yeah you know i'm not that's your story you gotta right. share that but we push you through the limit mm-hmm. until we said okay you need to wake up. And remember how you used to, uh, every time you say something, I said, stop saying that. Man, I was a fucking <coughs> negative Nancy. No, yeah, no oh, cap. fucking oh. everything. What if? But that, what if? I said, stop saying that. You know, it's, uh, what, what, we, what we talk about is what we attract. Mm-hmm. If you are going to do something, and you said, but what if this? I said, you're fucking done. That's, uh, that's, that's a fact. And I'm not saying you. I'm saying in general. You know, you used to do that. You don't oh, do yeah, that anymore. But it's, I mean, if you think about it, and, I'm, and, and before we finish, I gotta say, I, I gotta share this. You know, <clears throat> I read one of the best books that I've read lately. It was about prayers. And you know that I don't go to church. What book is it? I'll tell you in a second. Um, I, don't, I don't go to church. Okay. And, I, you know, don't call me atheist or whatever. No, I just don't believe in, 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 the, in church. 
you know, I respect everyone's opinion and religion, and I'm, I'm okay with that. But in this book, um, the author spent time in New Mexico in the 90s when New Mexico had the, uh, uh, the largest drought they, ha- they ever had for three, 400 years. I mean, for a long time, right? So he became friends with one of the Native uh, Americans. And one of them, he wanted, he invited him to go and pray um, because they needed rain. He said, yeah, let's go. You know, they drove like two hours into the desert. And when they got into the, you know, in the middle of the desert, they found, the author found this circle of stones. The fuck is this, man? Man, this is giving me a hard time. Um, A circle of stones where um, that the the Native Americans have been using that altar, as you say that, Mm -hmm. for 300 years to ask for something to, you know, to their gods or whatever. So this guy, this elder, removed his shoes, went into the circle, and he kneeled down and went silent. And in less than a minute, he stood up and said, okay, let's go. You know, we're, 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 I'm getting hungry. It's an hour, two hour drive, so we gotta go eat lunch. (laughs) And the author said, what the fuck just happened? I thought he was going to see him dancing and all that shit with feathers and like that. Like, you know, we, 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 that stereotype that we have of them asking, Native Americans dancing or asking right, for something. Right. So on their drive back, the author said, what, what just happened? Didn't you just pray? No, I didn't pray. I said, well, so what do, you, what do you do? So what I did was when I went into the circle, God dang it, see I'm serious. This never stops. Let me just send it. There you go. Uh, <coughs> so We're going to make him enter those. Yeah. So he says, what happened? He said, well, the, the Native American, his name was David. He said, when you, wh- when I went into the circle, we knew it. I wasn't going to ask for rain, but I didn't ask for rain. When I went into the circle, I started feeling, keyword, feeling the rain falling into my adobe house and I could hear the sound of the rain. I started feeling the rain running through my feet, on my bare feet, and I started feeling how I was playing with my toes in in the mud. I started feeling how we, the flowers started getting revitalizing and I started feeling smelling the smell of the, the smell of the flowers wow. and he said the problem is that most of us we pray when we pray we pray for something that we don't have mm-hmm. I'm broke I'm sick so the moment that you pray for something that you don't have you actually acknowledging the fact that you don't have that particular thing you're asking for therefore wow. you're Denying yourself the opportunity to have it. And I know a lot of people who go to church, oh, please, I'm broke. I'm broke. But right there, you said you're broke. You're not going to get a fucking job. Oh, I'm sick. Please heal me. You already said that you're he- sick. If you're not going to heal. Instead, we need to go out and say, hey, you know, like for me. What did I say? Hey, thank you for the financial freedom I have received. For the last 10 plus yep. years. You know, I feel the financial freedom. I feel the love of the people around me. I feel the friendship that I have nurtured and they're with me. I feel what this job has given me. 
I'm attracting what I'm feeling. I'm attracting what I'm putting out there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, if we were just to break the taboos that we have, because everything we do, we have done it because of our environment. You know, everything that you do, we do it because my parents did it. And then, therefore, my parents learn from their parents. Their parents. Yeah. And, and, and it's something that at some point we have to change. We have to break that cycle. We have to break that cycle. And what is best for me? You know, I don't give a shit what people think about me. You know that. I, you know, I could care less. You know, I, I want the moment that I started thinking about the things that I wanted, I started to get to know Javier. Not the Javier that they, everybody thinks, you know, no, I know I needed to know myself. <laughs> and once I got to that point, my life changed. Wow. You know, now, you know, I don't want to brag, but. I, You're bragging. Come on, you can brag. Uh, no, I don't. I can buy better, you know, I could buy better jeans here, you know, but. I like those jeans on you. Yeah, I like it. I like it too. I like it on me. You know, I always said that if I ever, my wife ever leaves me and my kids will never love me anymore, I will still be my number one fan. You know, and that's a fact. Dang. That's that's how you got to do it. You know, you got to love yourself first before. Amen. Before anything else. So um, anyway, so hopefully, you know, I didn't bore those people out there no, and no. Uh, hopefully I, I they. Have and, and again, you know, on April 14, we are going to, I'm going to share a little bit of my story with, uh, along with other three panelists. It's going to be somewhere here in Houston and Katy, in the Katy area. We are still don't know. It's going to be from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Okay. Um, there's another three amazing panelists that I, I don't want to give their names just yet, but uh, they have an amazing story. Uh, well, I can tell you one of them, Alex Resendi, great guy. Oh, yeah, we yeah, became yeah. friends and he's you know he's he's got a great story to share and uh, it'll be it'll be um, a lot of information where real estate agents or anybody can probably walk away with a different mindset and with a key to wealth so I invite awesome. you guys to come over yeah now to to wrap wrap this up <coughs> i kind of want to just do what for anyone out there um, what advice would you have for anyone out there just maybe a, a motivational one more of like hey like if if they're trying to break out of a habit, you know, like more of like their mindset. What, what kind of advice do you have for somebody out there? Well, you know, we all have habits, right? Right. We all have habits. And uh, um, if this is what I always say, and um, there was a, a little speech that I put together a couple of years ago. It's called, I, 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 I named it, Don't Chase the Birds, right? right. It's, based on the, it's based on the story of the sower in the Bible. Right, and I'm not gonna go through that here. But one of the things what I can tell you is that if you wanna change, if you want your next three, five years of your life to be better than the last three, five years, you have to change. You know, I used to blame the government. I used to blame everything and I, everybody of my own fuck ups. And you probably hear me saying this again. Um, before, you know, all of us are like little sailboats. Imagine you are a sailboat, your wife is a sailboat, your kids are sailboats, everybody's a sailboat in the middle of the ocean, right? Mm -hmm. And the same wind blows on us all. You're a sailboat. The same wind blows on us all. The wind of opportunity, the wind of disaster, the political wind, the political of cheating, whatever. The same wind blows on us all. Blows on us all. Mm -hmm. 
the difference on arrival, the difference where you arrive, is the state of yourself. Ooh, it's the state of yourself. How are you going to say that self? And people said, what the fuck is talking about? The state of yourself is your mind. Read that book. Go to that seminar. Now, go to that seminar with a willing to learn. Right, to absorb. Yeah. You have to invest in yourself. You, you know, Jim Rohn used to say, because he passed now, Jim Rohn said, to attract, you have to be attracted. You have to be attracted by the person that you become. Sheesh. You know, so the set of yourself is prepare yourself, get knowledge, because that one simple habit will change your life. I think that's great. And, and I think, I mean, you can apply that on anything in life. Absolutely. That's it's great. not just on real estate. This is wow. it's everywhere. You want to be better, you know, a better nurse, a better teacher, a better whatever. You know, you start seeing things differently. And that's 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 how it is, you I'm know. I'm so glad we had him on here, guys. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for, you know, for having me. My leg is falling asleep right now. My ass, I can't even feel my ass. I've been here now for what? 53, 53 minutes? minutes. And my ass is flat like a freaking aspirin right now. You know, flat and with a crack, but it's I can feel it. I, you know, right now I can I, I can touch it right there. I don't feel any shit. But anyways, probably was pooping my pants already. But anyways, well guys, <laughs> I mean, I think we're gonna just wrap this up. Um, thank you very much for coming. Well, thank I you, man, for having you. me. I always appreciate being with you. What do you think about the shirts? I like it. Am, am I gonna keep this? That that's your shirt. Fuck, it doesn't have my name on it. <laughs> it's got your last name. Oh, there you go. That's it. That's all I need. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys very much for watching. You guys are watching, listening, whatever that is. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Um, we'll have we'll have one more podcast come out next week, and after that, I think we're preparing for our fun one. So I don't know if fun you want to be part of that fun one. What kind it's of a fun, fun one? Uh, we'll, we'll just give the audience a, a quick thing, but we're we're planning on being super tipsy while doing a podcast. Tipsy, tipsy. So we're gonna take some shots. We're gonna just we're gonna. I like that. So I like that. Come in. Okay, perfect. So pop, uh, we're going to call him Papa Chinguesu Madre. I stutter <laughs> sometimes when I try to talk too fast. Papa Tello, we'll be back. So Ooh, that sounds like shit, man. No, I don't want to. All right. You, by what, the way, by the what way, should they call you his kids are not my grandkids. Oh, shit. Here we go. What? You know, they're my grandnieces and grandnephews. Just so you know, I'm too young to have grandbabies. I love them, though. They but still anyways. call them grandpa. Bastards. All right, guys. All right. Much love. Thank you guys very much. Later. And I don't have the, the phone here, so I can't do an outro song, but peace. Take care.